Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Mammographic Density, Responses to Hormones and Breast Cancer Risk by Norman Boyd and colleagues. My name is Rowan Chabowski, and I'm a medical oncologist at the Los Angeles Biomedical Research Institute at Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Torrance, California. My oncologic specialties are breast cancer and women's health. In the present report, Boyd and his colleagues analyzed three case control studies nested in cohorts of mammographically screened women, examined associations between percent mammographic density and subsequent breast cancer risk, comparing breast cancer cases to cancer-free controls. Three separate groups were considered, namely premenopausal oral contraceptive users, postmenopausal women who did not use hormones, and postmenopausal women who used hormones. In each of the hormone exposures examined, differences in percent mammographic density were greater in cases who later developed breast cancer than in controls. As most of the observations in premenopausal women were not statistically significant, and the association between percent mammographic density and breast cancer in postmenopausal women is well known, I will focus my comments on findings in postmenopausal hormone therapy users. In hormone users, percent mammographic density was 6% greater in cases than in never users with a p-value of less than 0.0001. In contrast, controls who used hormone therapy had only a 1.6% greater percent mammographic density than never users. That difference was not statistically significant, and the interaction p-value was 0.0001. The authors concluded that the increase in mammographic density associated with hormone exposure may mediate the increase in breast cancer incidence. Additionally, they speculated that risk prediction could be improved by supplementing information provided by a single mammographic density measure with such functional information. We'll examine both of these concepts, but first must make an important distinction. The analyses by Boyd and colleagues examine, quote, hormone therapy use, unquote, by considering both estrogen alone as well as combined estrogen plus progestin. However, emerging data from the Women's Health Initiative randomized clinical trials evaluating estrogen plus progestin and estrogen alone identify major differences on breast cancer outcome between these two hormone therapy categories. In a trial involving 16,608 postmenopausal women, estrogen plus progestin significantly increased breast cancers, interfered with mammogram diagnostic performance, and increased breast cancer mortality, as recently reported in JAMA 2010, Volume 304, pages 1684 1692. Findings in the estrogen alone WHI trial 
for postmenopausal women with prior hysterectomy were quite different. Estrogen use in a trial involving 10,739 women did not substantially interfere with mammogram diagnostic performance and, as very recently reported, significantly decreased breast cancer incidence by about 23%. JAMA 2011, Volume 305, pages 1305 to 14. The estrogen effect in reducing breast cancer was greater in women initiating hormone therapy more than five years from menopause, but no evidence was seen for an increase in breast cancer in those beginning estrogen closer to menopause. How about the effects on mammographic breast density? In an ancillary study involving 413 women in the WHI estrogen plus progestin trial, combined hormone therapy increased percent mammographic density by 6% at one year compared to 1% loss in the placebo group, P less than 0.001. This was reported in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute in 2005. In a parallel study in the WHI estrogen alone trial, estrogen after one year increased mammographic density by only 1.6% compared to a 1% decrease with placebo. While this difference was significant, it was much smaller than that seen with combined hormone therapy. Since the effects of estrogen alone as compared to estrogen plus progestin differ with respect to influence on breast density, mammogram diagnostic performance, and breast cancer incidence, future studies should separately consider these two interventions. It is likely that inclusion of results from estrogen alone in the analyses by Boyd and colleagues reduced the magnitude of the associations they describe. The second concept raised by Boyd and colleagues, namely that a functional measure of hormone influence on breast density could improve breast cancer risk assessment, is an intriguing one, which is supported by information from other reports. Cusick and colleagues reported in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute in April of 2011 on a nested case control study in the first international breast cancer intervention study, a randomized prevention trial comparing tamoxifen to placebo. 46% of women in the the tamoxifen group had a 10% or greater reduction in mammographic density, and those who experienced such a reduction had a 63% reduction in breast cancer incidence compared to the control group. However, women in the tamoxifen group who experienced less than a 10% reduction in percent mammographic density had no reduction in breast cancer incidence compared to controls. In placebo users, no association was seen between mammographic density change and breast cancer risk. Also supporting the concept that a functional response to hormones in the breast may be associated with a subsequent breast cancer risk are findings by Carolyn Crandall and colleagues in the Archives of Internal Medicine in 2009. She reported on the onset of new onset of breast tenderness in WHI estrogen plus progestin trial participants since prior reports had linked new-onset breast tenderness on hormones to increase mammographic density. After one year, women in the hormone compared to the placebo group experienced breast tenderness more commonly, 36% versus 12%, P less than 0.001, and in the estrogen plus progestin users, breast cancer risk was significantly higher in those with new-onset breast tenderness, P equals 0.001. Again, in the placebo group, breast cancer risk was not significantly associated with new-onset breast tenderness. Thus, the analyses by Boyd and colleagues 
fit into an emerging picture clarifying relationships between exogenous hormone use, breast tenderness, percent mammographic density, and breast cancer risk. If this area is to reliably move forward, separate influences of estrogen alone and estrogen plus progestin must be accounted for. Because the concepts emerging from these analyses have broad implications for clinical practice, future studies confirming the proposed associations are needed. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.